G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 35 years since that song came out and I thought with footy all the rage in the Sunshine State and Brisbane setting the yardstick in the competition, it is important to recognise some of the key figures in the history of the sport up in Queensland. Also with trades on the horizon and serving as a big talking point at the moment, our next guest featured in one of the more talked about switches in the modern era when he transferred from the Sydney Swans to the relatively new stable at the time in the Brisbane Bears. His cultural status in Sydney was matched by his presence on the Gold Coast, which continued well after his footy retirement, I'm privileged to say that the one and only Warwick Kappa joins me on the line here on SCN. Uh, going to make great to hear that song, 35 years. It's been a long time, but I got number one. Sold 6.5 million copies, but I bought 6.4 myself. And I pushed <laughs> that song right up the charts, and I'm still kicking ass 35 years later. And it's great to play for two. I was only sort of a uh, guy to play, play for two privately owned clubs, which is um, something that I was pretty lucky or pretty happy with myself, playing with Sydney and Brisbane. And... Um, I was the highest paid decoy full foot up there on 2.8 million for three years, and they used to hit the board of me once every three weeks. Fantastic. <laughs> well, we'll touch <laughs> on that very, very shortly. Just on that song, though, as I said, it was released 35 years ago. Will you be belting out an anniversary edition, maybe on a CD or Spotify or something like that? Funny you said that. There's um, um, there's a company that paid me one click taxation, and they, they changed the words to, I only claim what's mine. <laughs> claim, claim. Claim, 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 claim. So we changed it. We changed that a couple of years ago. That's one click taxation. I'll give them a plug. And I just bought a new song out called Telephone Number, which we played last week on the other station I worked for with Fev, and um, it's in top ten already. So that's on, that's on, um, on iTunes. Oh, fantastic! Week, so that's that's gone, that's gone quite well too. Yeah. Oh, good on you. Who was actually the brains behind that song? Whose idea was it? Uh, that was uh, Bob Pritchard. He owned the Swans. Yep. Um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey had a bit of a bit of a claim about it, but. It was more Bob Pritchard because he um, he uh, looked after um, Van Holyfield and the American Gridiron teams in America in in the 80s, and he ended up buying the Swans, and he wanted to get a bit more razzmatazz half time, and we um he got me his hundred gold four four with the shorts up my bum and to put a song out, made it a bit different, a bit of rock star image, and um then we got to the finals two years in a row. It was good. Fantastic. Now, I should ask, you are an entertainer who seems to like being in the company of others, I suppose. How have you been fearing during this pandemic? Oh, it was good. I went out for um, about a year ago. I went out with um, Ron Moss from Boyd Beautiful. It was great. Met him. And he's, um, one of his good friends was Eddie Mahal. It passed away today. That was a bit sad. Yeah. He knew him and, um, you know, Van Holland, um, uh, another Bond guy. Uh, he's named a lead singer in, um, in the group, Van Holland. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I've just been, I've been out a few times before the pandemic, but just, um, just keeping myself training a bit and just doing a few of these podcasts and just doing a few of these. I do phone calls on Cameo where they can, they can book us on Cameo. Um, me and Billy Brownless do it and um, a lot of mission players do it where they charge about 100 bucks for a phone call. You talk to your fans for a minute and give them a, give them a cheerio, a birthday message. Fantastic. Me and Dusty, me and Dusty Martin do that. It's good. Oh, yeah. Brilliant stuff. So we're doing bits and pieces and looking look forward to going to Queensland and seeing my son and 
hope this COVID ends soon. Hope the restrictions quieten down in the next three weeks. And hope they open the border so we can go, go to Queensland and see a few friends. I think we all echo those sentiments. We're speaking with Warwick Kappa here on SEN. Hypothetically, if you had to be set up in a hub on the Gold Coast back in the 80s as a player, like some of the current day AFL players are this year, how do you think you would have coped with all the restrictions, etc., up there? That would have been tough. I would have gone to Century Coast because that's where I I lived. I was was across the road from Mick Dillon, all the movie stars, and went to a party there with Tasty Stoner last year, and Brad Pitt turned up. I thought I would have... We've got three things in common. We're both movie stars, both done videos, and, and um, I'm six foot four and you're five foot four. But both movie stars, fantastic. But it would have been hard to, yeah, it would have been. I think, oh, I think they've done pretty well this year in the AFL. They, they got through it nicely and the game's still been good. They've, they've been shortened and they played 17 games. The finals, great, 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 great finals last week. It's fantastic. And um, I think they've done well in a bad situation. Yeah, absolutely. We had a fantastic first week of the finals. And since we are in the middle of the final series, before we touch on your time at Brisbane, you played in three finals, I think, in your career at the Swans, who were knocked out in straight sets in both 86 and 87, despite playing well during the seasons. Can you put your finger on what might have gone wrong during those finals in those years? Yeah, they were, they were, we're a good team. and We just couldn't put, quite put it together. I did 195 goals in two years that year. And I missed my last final because I tore my hamstring. And then um, when Dennis Carroll was 4-4, we lost by about 80 points in Melbourne. Can you believe that? that, that they have my game since. And um, then we lost by last kick. Of the pitcher got us by about a goal. And I think Carlton beat us by a goal and we're straight out. So that's was a bit upsetting. That's, that's life, isn't it? Especially finishing second both years and bang, bang. So we just, there's nothing missing one there. Was, that was that team, That was the year of the Hawthorne and Carlton that year. Carlton won the flag in 87. Yep. I can recall. He kicked 103 goals that year and we... That's, that's in, um, our mate Rich Jones fixed up um, Dermot. Yeah, that's who, um, right. It lives around the corner for me, old uh, Rishi. Um, I'm in North Bournemouth and I've got all the stars here. I've got Dacos around the corner. And, and um, uh, full back of the century, Silvani. I've kicked six goals in him five times. <laughs> and Gavin Krasiska kicked 10 goals in him in Victoria Park. So they'll they hate me, but now they'll love me. And um, that was a pretty good, interesting time. But getting back to your question, I don't think we're quite good enough in that year. And I think we're... So we finished where we, we probably should have finished second, but I don't think we're that, we were quite good enough that year. Sometimes it's, it's, on the, it's on the day, mate. It's on the day how you're playing. And, you know, you in a bit of luck. And, you know, losing by a goal or two for those two finals, that was, I was a bit pissed off at that. So I was, I was on Bruce Still. I think I only kicked three goals. Mm. And it didn't come down too much. And I tore me, tore me hamstring um, the following year, 87. And um, missed, missed, missed the Melbourne game. They kicked 103, but we, they, they beat us by 70, 75 points, I think, that game. Yeah, that's right. In the but, semi. right. But, but that's footy. At least we got the finals. At least I played finals, kicked 100 goals, played over 100 games. I'm happy. I've got in the Hall of Fame, so mark of the century. Can't do much more. Rockstar, number one record. Number one number one movie star in, um, in Fortress. Had six seconds as a dude convict. Then I, had, um, then I was on Neighbours three times, the whole three minutes. Fantastic. <laughs> so that's all so forget Brad Pitt, it's Warwick Pitt. <laughs> uh, we're speaking with the one and only Warwick Kappa here on SCN You mentioned you kicked 100 goals in 87 Do you think we'll ever see a Ford again Who will kick 100 goals in a year? That's a good question I get asked that a lot I did one with Renee Kink last week And they, they said no Because the game's changed They come up every seven minutes for rotation And I think the last of the four boards is gone now There's only um, 23 who's kicked 100 goals I think in, in the career of the, of the AFL 150 years and there was only six games when I did it. I almost did it twice, but buddy, the wife left me in '86 and got pissed off, and my mm. hip wasn't there. And Tom had to go for a surf. So 
I would have done it twice with Big Banner because the goal average went from about 5.6 down to about 2 when she left. To answer your question, no, I don't think I'll... There's, there's no way because Hawkins won the common for 45 and I came second by 103 and 92. So we didn't get a common, came second. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, so hasn't, hasn't the game changed? You kicked 92 and the wife, they thought we got 100 and, and then Bristol got 100, so I got runner-up. Next show I got 103, but Locker got about 123. That's right. He kicked his 100th, I think, in like round 18 or something like that. But that's where you are. Yeah, he kicked longer, see. I could, I could mark high, but he kicked longer. <laughs> and Tony used, to, Tony used to punch heads, and I used to sit on heads. Bang. Yeah. They used to go after you, didn't they, those defenders? Yeah, but yeah, because they couldn't catch me. I used to, they used to try and punch me in the head, but I used to grab the balls, and I used to kick, kick them back and grab, you know, give, give them corgis. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty dirty game back, back then. Survive, survive with the fittest back then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Warwick, just a few more before I let you go. Given Brisbane and the Gold Coast are hosting both finals this weekend, I thought I'd take you back to your time at Brisbane. You've openly said, I think, with Mike Sheehan that the Swans players and coaches didn't want you to go and you somewhat regretted leaving Sydney. Was the offer and inducements just too much in the end? Yes, it was, yeah. It ended up costing me, it just cost me 50 grand a year because they came back and gave me another offer at the end because I threw around and then Jane wanted me to go to the ex-wife, and I had to get, put, had to go up there. I get divorced, so I didn't do mines. Finally got there, and um, I, I won the goal kicking. I won the three goals in '87 and '88. I think I, I think I got 48 goals and won the goal kicking. So I didn't see the ball too much, and they got a bit jealous up there. But they got me. They gave me a Lamborghini sign on the table, a bit like Carlton, and a, a little um, little massage girl and my own and my own um, uh, clothes shop up there, Marine Mirage. So fantastic. But there's one problem: we couldn't play footy too well. <laughs> we had a, a team of old, old guys, misfits, and I think I had three friends there. One was an orange boy, um, one was a one was a trainer, and one was a rub and tug girl. So it wasn't fantastic. It wasn't many friends there. Um, hence, we only won about eight games in three years. Yeah, it was interesting times at the Bears. And tell us about the facilities yeah. you used to have, because Carrara is a nice boutique stadium today, but I can imagine it looked a little different when you arrived in 1988. Yeah, but yeah, so it wasn't that bad. Um, now I look back, and I, I think it was pretty bad. But going from the Swans to there, yeah, it wasn't the best festival when you're on three times the money. So I just put up with it. And it's funny how they put a video of the club on last year or on on the footy show last week, and there was not not, not many chairs there. You know, there wasn't any any rub down chairs, hardly. There's no chairs to sit down on. We're like we're on the floor at half time, you know. <laughs> so you said you said you said you still yeah, they were, but they were just like um, portable sheds, you know. Yeah. And then the big thing is they, they spent six million on lights but we had no seats. Funny, but yeah. Bit of ordinary gym but we still got by. Yeah. And they um yeah. they they think they think they won more games without me. With me. Never mind. They didn't like passing the ball so much. Oh. I used to say used to say me footy shows I was the highest the highest paid decoy of four forward in history. His name's leading out. So Brad Hardy used to put a straight out of my head. <laughs> Did you have any mates? Over there, like you said, yeah. uh, some ignored you, but were there were there a few mates? Yeah, yeah, it worked out all right. Richard was a bit mad, but he was he was okay. But he's a bit of a dickhead, but he's a bit a bit of an ego maniac, Michael Bridgerton. But I like I like Jeff Rains. He was a bit of a patriot joker. Mm. I, and I did I did mind Brad Hardy at the end. We started because we started having a few bets together, and uh, that was that was that was I kept on the articles and I put five bucks on and he put three grand. Of course, lost by now. I said I said it's what that Brad put the Put that, uh, that bit on Brad. I was hoping he forgot. He goes, oh, no, put it on. I said, oh, thanks, mate. Never mind. So, but some of the most of the players are okay. No, that's good to hear. I just got a bit, 
I just got a bit jealous there because they were sort of aging stars, you know, like Merritt and um, you know Benfield and a few others. It was a good bloke, Benfield, but they they had a few they had a few passengers. <laughs> but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah, yeah I, I, I I get in the three million dollar house. I was happy. Everyone's a winner. Got a close shot next to Pixie's case. That was funny. Marin Mirage. Yeah, what was Christopher Scase like and Pixie? Uh, did you have much to do with them? Yeah, I was the golden child, a bit like Edelston. I took a list up there um, six months ago and did a commercial ultra tune. And I was actually stayed at Bustachi, just opposite where I used to live at Sher- Sheridan. And, and Christopher owned that. You know, he went broke and he had about a million dollars. But he said, you just stayed there to your fight here. So I made sure I stayed there two years. Fantastic. Had the three million dollar penthouse right, right, right on the beach. I'm going, oh, this is fantastic. When the first game started, I only kicked four. I was, I was a bit lazy. <laughs> I was too good a, 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 a lifestyle. <laughs> most, of the, most of the players are rocking up with the Gemini's. I'm, I'm rocking up with mean, $9,000 down Lamborghini. I had to hide it so they didn't get jealous. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. That was good. It was a good 10 years anyway. I had three there, about seven or eight was one. So 10 years at the top and a couple of years in the seconds and won the best of the first by a vote in the seconds and the rest was history. Yeah. But that, was, that was back in 83. I was actually going to go to Carlton back then, but they matched the offer. Oh, okay. So lucky enough to have. Lucky enough that they had four big contracts starting from 982. So it worked out, worked out, quite, worked out quite good for Captain Cucumber. <laughs> well, plenty has been said, Warwick, about the circumstances of you leaving Sydney for Brisbane. How did the reversal actually come about ahead of 1991 when you went back to Sydney from Brisbane? Well, that was good, yeah. I only went up there because I didn't really want to go in the first place. The buddy Shipper Jane wanted to go up there. She loved, loved the Gold Coast, right? And I thought, oh, well. I suppose I better give it, a, give it a crack. I didn't really want to. And then the, Tommy Avery was spewing, so was Greg Williams. I almost stayed. So I changed my mind and Joan goes, I'm going, I'm going anyway, so that cost me 150 grand. Reduced contract. Um, but to answer your question, didn't really want to go, but then they, they had about two million tax back in 87. So they had to pay uh, for the tax. So then they said, oh, we might as well go and get some, something out of him. And then I was the highest transfer fee in history. That was about um, 550 grand. I think it was about 555, certainly. And, and the last one was 375, Brad Hardy, which was a lot back then. Yeah. And then um, the whole package is 2.4, so I ended up going, but they wasn't too good. And last year, I couldn't wait to get away because uh, Peter Knights couldn't catch Pink to the Dirty. Had that respect. Good, good bloke, but couldn't get, couldn't, couldn't get the best out of players. And I said, you might as well put us full back or send up back. Well, at least I'll see them. Freaking ball never comes down. Comes down once every thirty minutes. Yeah, got to take Mark of the Century there to get a kick up, up there. Then I came back to Swans in '91, and I was when the guy kicked in, and I tweaked me, tweaked me car from Army Day and this five games. That was the end of that. So I kicked fifty goals that year. I was had a good year, but um, they didn't resign me because I said I was the only player in history to be a bit of a rock star and a bit of distraction. Um, I needed my own security guards everywhere. Wow. So after raising him $100 million in marketing in 15 years, they couldn't get re-signed. That's why I retired at 29 out of Southport and my premiership at the Gabba, where they're playing now. Yes. So was that, eh? It's unbelievable, isn't it, to think that there's a grand final at the Gabba. Given Sydney are not in the yeah. finals this year, uh, Wiz, are you backing Brisbane to win the flag? Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm, my second team is uh, actually Richmond because I, was, I wasn't going to play with them, so I really can't lose. So I'm hoping... Brisbane can win because they looked after me. Even though they were sort of pricks of players, they, the club looked after me. They were okay. <laughs> besides, besides that, 
I built my sixth house, so I was pretty happy with them. So, of course, I'm going to go for the old Brisbane. Good place to live if you like sweating all the time. It's nice to come down here for a change. Our boss, Craig Hutchison, is in the process of further expanding his business in the Sydney of Brisbane. As someone who is a big name in the Sydney of Brisbane markets like yourself, what would your advice to Hutchie be? Oh, we like Hutchie, the old penguin. He's a beauty. He's got his, got his, got his fingers in more pies than me. My, my advice would, would, would be to hire, hire me out there because I'm, I'm the only guy known, known Australia-wide for the game 35 years later. The Swans, just, the Swans are putting a big show on in, in next month and I'm using my post I said, what about poor buddy? They're using me as a poster boy. So I wouldn't mind um, getting a bit of a job in Sydney. So you, you can tell that to him. Big Hutchie. I'll, I'll pass that on to him, no doubt about that. And as I let you go, Wiz, uh, how many goals do you think you would have kicked if you had the delivery of Daniel Rich and Lockie Neal falling into your path in this modern age? Oh, that would have been great. I reckon I might have got 100, 135. Greg Williams was a good day. He was a good pass too. He was like... He's actually he's actually coaching, coaching Lucky Neil. He's helping him. Mm. So I know I know Greg Williams is he's giving him a hand now and he's told him to try and get 10, 10 touches a quarter, which he's done. And he's had a great two years, isn't he? Oh yeah. Probably Brown And Daniel Rich is great too. Uh, yeah, then Daniel Rich is great after reconstruction. Kicks him seventy five without trying. Bang. So let's hope let's hope it can be a Richmond Lions final with Rich, uh, with um Lions getting up getting over this over Richmond this time. Like last week. Wasn't that a great game? Was brilliant, yeah. In the Friday, that's the best game of the year. Yeah, the intensity was, was amazing. So hope, yeah, yeah, it was tough, wasn't it? Yeah. So let's hope um, lines and Richmond get in lines with them. Oh, good on you, Wiz. Uh, thanks so much for having a chat to us. I uh, really do appreciate it. I enjoyed some of your stories thanks, there up, up in uh, Brisbane and on the Gold Coast, and all the best uh, for the rest of the pandemic. You might you might see me on SEN next year with with with, with the big um, big Hutchie boy. All right, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be quite a show. Good on you, Wiz. Thanks, guys. This is Warwick Capital, Lean Manning, Sight Machine, Blonde Hair, Blue Water. Ready for takeoff for the rest of the year. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Warwick Capital. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free, and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.